0: Hey everyone,
1: my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuba. I'm Evgeny Domskor. I'm Henry Laksonet. I'm Peter Torepko and, and you are listening, 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 listening to the Game to Love podcast. podcast. hey welcome back tennis fans unfortunately we are here to announce some bad news uh JG is not with us uh it's not because uh, of the bad news and JG's super upset even though I think he probably is uh, he has a bit of an injury at the moment which is preventing him uh being able to do the podcast uh, just with his bad neck so uh wishes go out to jg but we have john silk joining us today how are you doing john for this somber news of rasha uh, rasha rafa contracting uh covid 19 bit disappointing isn't that
0: well yeah from someone who's almost certainly fully vaccinated and somebody who tends to you know take this thing pretty seriously in the last couple of years and all the rest of it it just goes to show that this virus is um It's certainly back. I mean, we've had a few podcasts before where it's like Rafa's back. But um, now, unfortunately, uh, the virus is is certainly back. And certainly here in Western Europe, at least. I mean, my personal life has been disrupted by it as well. I was planning on going to the UK, but um, now that's not possible because of COVID. And so many people's lives are being affected by it. And now Mr. Nadal, too.
1: Yeah, there's been uh, a lot of talk, obviously, we're on the approach to to christmas at the moment and in the uk it's rife at the moment with uh speculation of potential lockdowns before christmas and there's cool. actually uh protests i think there was 50,000 people doing a protest on oxford street at the weekend which okay that's the world's worst thing if you're uh, actually trying to keep everybody apart just to uh to try and yeah. prevent the spread of something but i think people were just Trying to put their foot down at the moment, but is what it is. Uh, we're just gonna, we're here to speak about Rafa. It's very sad to hear. Uh, I've got a tweet that he's obviously put out, uh, as he always does. He's pretty on the ball with uh, letting everybody know how he's getting on, so mm-hmm. we'll just bring that up. Uh, I won't read it in Spanish to confuse everybody, uh, <laughs> uh but he says not sure how well the translation is going to go from Google, but it says, hi, all I wanted to announce that on my return home from uh, playing the Abu Dhabi tournament, I've tested positive for code for COVID in the PCR test that was performed on me when I arrived in Spain. Uh, So uh, just one thing, by the way, one
0: thing, every single minute counts here, you know, did he arrive yesterday or today? We don't know. I'm, I'm wow. guessing last night that would be my guess or yesterday um but um I mean I I I, I am cuz like many Rafa Nadal fans counting days getting the calculator out looking at when tournaments are starting looking at when he tested positive and thinking about the usual 14 15 days that you need to quarantine from that moment onwards so but it would have been to, I think I think it could well have been yesterday that he arrived in Spain
1: Yeah um it's hard to hard to say but I'm sure He's probably slept on it and then released a statement in the morning, I would have thought. Uh, yep. I don't think he'll just come back or not jet lags, but <laughs> just do it as soon as he's uh, got off the plane. He's probably taken a little bit of time, probably taken a few tests. I doubt he's probably just had one and pinged out uh, uh, a, tw- a tweet because he knows like, it's all over the news. It's not just like over Twitter. Uh, it's on the main news stations as well. Yeah. Um, Onto the, It was sort of like a th- long thread uh, of him speaking about it. He says, both in Q8 and Abu Dhabi, we pass controls every two days and we were, uh, well, and all were negative the last of being on Friday, having the results on Saturday, which is quite interesting, isn't it? That he's been testing negative all the way uh, through the tournament. And yeah. just, just now, it's just... It only takes one day or only takes one second by the looks of it and looks like you can come a cropper and unfortunately on returning we've got the positive test so
0: yeah i mean obviously i mean he could well have picked it up on thursday or friday but those initial tests won't won't recognize it um uh but anyway yeah this just it also shows traveling i mean this is this is a key is what all the health officials tell us. Travelling does uh, both increase your risk of getting it and, of course, spreading it.
1: Exactly right. Um, he said, I'm having some unpleasant moments, but I hope that I will improve little by little. I'm now homebound and have reported the results of those who I've been in contact with. So that's good. He's following all the protocols, at least. Uh, and. The the bit
0: about I'm gonna inform everyone that I've been in contact with. I mean, I think this is a pretty good way of informing everyone, to be yeah. honest with
1: you. <laughs> Yeah, I know, literally. <laughs> Just pop out a tweet. It's on the news uh, stations. If you've been in contact with Rafa,
0: I don't sure. think he's ne- I don't think he's having a call Shapovalov and uh no. Hey, hey Shapo, how's it going, mate? Yeah, not yeah. bad. What you been up to? Well, got some news.
1: Yeah that's it he's ringing all the x's isn't he <laughs> all right uh moving on to the next bit he says as a consequence of the situation i have to have total flexibility with my calendar and i will analyze my options depending on my evolution i will keep you informed of any decisions about my future tournaments Thanks you in advance for all your support and understanding i'm not sure the exact uh, translation there evolution i'm not sure if that's uh can you can key... you go up let's have a look uh, go on john's got the uh the spanish oh he does say it's me evolution yeah
0: so. i mean it's but... basically my development my yeah, yeah exactly yeah, how it goes so uh, again there's another key word in there which is options um yeah i think i saw something about options anyway yeah, um, analyze the options, my options. i mean that's where you've got three possibilities really um one is that he still goes and plays some tennis before Melbourne. Melbourne starts on the 17th of um, January, but of course he would want to be there 10 days before. And as you're bringing up here, the pre-tournament that he'd signed up for in Adelaide, yeah. um, you know, starts There's, there's actually two, I think one that sort of starts around the 4th or the 5th and another one that starts on about the 9th or the 10th. So, You know, he, within the time frame, we're really borderline, but it really, it could be possible that he could test negative in 14 days, jump on a plane, start um, as he possibly would do in a 250, one or two days after the tournament actually starts and be on a court playing his first match in Adelaide on about the um, 10th or 11th of January, because I say there were two tournaments in, in, in Adelaide, I believe. So there's one that starts on the second or the third, and there's another one for qualifiers, and then, yes. then on the fourth. But there's also another one five or six days later. So yeah, it, it, it's not it's not impossible for him to test negative in 14 or 15 days and then be on a plane within 24 hours and then be in Australia 24 hours later and be on a court playing a tennis match 24 hours later. Um, the- Go on.
1: No, definitely not. I was just popping that up there just for Thank a little you, yeah, so you can uh, have a look Perfect. at the actual schedule. Perfect.
0: So, in fact, you know, he could even switch tournaments. We've got one in Adelaide there on the 9th. We've got another one there in Sydney as well on the 9th. Um, I'm sure those tournaments would be flexible enough to include Rafa Nadal. So that is not... And if he was an 18-year-old who was just starting out and, uh, you know, if this was Alcaraz or, or, or Raducanu, mm. who, of course... Raducanu is also tested positive, but obviously tested positive about two or three weeks ago. So she should be fine. Um, This would be different. But we know that Nadal likes his practice. He likes his pre-tournaments. He likes to go in. I mean, he was already sort of complaining about his situation with not having enough time to prepare for Australia in terms of the foot injury. And, of course, he finished this weekend coming just before he came home, his last press conference, he said, I don't know, basically, if I'm going to be playing Australia. But at that point, he was referring to his foot injury.
1: Yes, uh, I think it's, well, like you said, I think warm-up is even more like important this year if than any other year for him. I think that... The way that we've seen uh, him come back, uh, I don't think it was terrible. Uh, I watched the matches, uh, him versus Murray. I think obviously that was the first match back. He was slightly slower in that match, and yeah. Murray played well though. He served well, and Murray served I think very that, well. I think that was just testament to Murray that he actually had a good match. And Rafa's first match back with the with the not the new foot, but with the, <laughs> like uh, the foot finding his feet on the court again the chap the chap match that was actually uh that was actually a lot better i thought i actually thought it was a quite a competitive one still a bit fun they were doing a few through the leg shots those type of things a little bit exhibition like yeah. but chapo sort of threw it away for me <laughs> in the first set i don't think uh, he was up a, he was serving for the first set and then yeah, he just was, gave yeah. gave it away really but yeah. i think the hitting Looked good from Rafa, and I think that's a that's a good sign that he was able to plant on the foot and actually still fire off a few winners here and there. I think shapper actually looked quite good, to be honest. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what what happened there. It, it, I mean, by
0: the way, Murray looked excellent. Yeah, uh, I have to really say that was good. great to see him. You know, him competing a, against these kind of players. I know Rafa's caught kind of just coming back from injury, but also don't forget he comfortably beat Dan Evans. You know, he's had yeah. a Fairly good year, as it turned out. In, in you yeah. know, with and Murray, of course, will be somebody who knows very well. Be interesting to know the date that Murray tested positive last year. Um, of course, the tournament in Australia last year was in February. Uh, I think it began about middle of February, and he tested positive. But I think it was like days before his flight to come to Australia. And don't forget, last year the number of pre-tournaments was limited. Um, there were a few, yeah. but it was it was it was a particularly complicated. But um, yeah. Um, so Nadal's got these three options, if you like. One is to hopefully test uh, negative on the sort of third or fourth of January, which would be about two weeks today. Um, there's 31 days in December, so that's in his favour rather than yeah. rather than 30 or 28. Um, and then obviously you know get out to Australia, get on a practice court, probably have one or two days on on a practice court before beginning at one of the pre-tournaments and then going into Melbourne. And, you know, this is the most optimistic scenario and the foot is fine. The COVID test is negative and he feels healthy. Yeah. That that possibility, I would say, is unlikely. It's possible, but it's unlikely, I would say. Um, the other possibility is he goes to Australia without playing a practice tournament. Hmm. Again, that's not his normal cup of tea. Um, Maybe the Rafa Nadal of five or ten years ago, or even two or three years ago, was remember in 2019, he pretty much went into it without any, any, and he still got to the final that year. So that's a possibility, at least. Um, I think the most likely one, though, is that he pulls out of everything. What do you think, Ben?
1: Well, that's the one thing that no one was we sort of treading around that subject, trying to find all of the other possibilities for Rafael Nadal right now. And I have to say, that's the glaring one, which is sort of looking us in the face. And I'm getting a bit sick of how many times we've done a a Rafa Withdraws podcast, to be honest. Uh, I don't really want to do another one of them. I'm sort of was hoping we'd get to see him in Australia but I reckon there's part of me that sees it about 75 percent at the moment that you probably won't go and that's a a, I don't know if that's being too negative but it it doesn't look good does it this type of announcement coming we're quite close to I mean how many weeks are we away we're not far away are we
0: it's four weeks today I think that actually, The Australian Open starts four weeks today, um, right. uh, depending on where you are in the world and what time it is. But yeah, I mean, actually, I was thinking about it last night um, um, at about 1am sort of Central European time. Normally, the Aussie Open begins, um, and that would have been on the Sunday night, so last night. So we're looking at about four weeks away. Um, I, if that tournament as well was in, if it was a European tournament and it was a European Grand Slam and... You know, that would also make it slightly easier as well. But, um, yes, I, I think you look, I think 75% sounds about right. I was thinking 50 to 75%. So, um, let's go somewhere in the middle about 60% chance that he won't play Australia. Um, there, there, there may be another tournament, there may be some kind of tournament that he could play, like some sort of exhibition three or four days before. When does the ATP Cup start, by the way? I guess. Uh, oh, was that's the first, first of the... Yeah, yeah, well, that's not happening. So,
1: really I think sure. he's out of that, surely. He, I mean, he was
0: out of that, I know. Yeah. don't yeah, yeah, sure so. he might switch, but, this, but um, yeah. Quite
1: an interesting, uh, another tweet that did come out. Um, oh. well, we had Jose Morgado. He was also tweeting saying, uh, Rafael Nadal, who wasn't sure about playing the Australian Open, tested positive, has, uh, has time to complete isolation and practice. Uh, uh, preparation for the tournament Uh, but after so many months out we will see Uh, and I think that that is the key thing so many months out and making that it's it's a big journey to go over to Australia and all of the logistics around it I think yeah just to like touch on what you were saying sort of about will there be another exhibition well I was looking at this tweet it's quite interesting it said the uh, Mubadala Expert Expedition, well not expedition, exhibition is <laughs> proven to be a super spreader. Reckless playing it whilst COVID cases were rampant. Radu and Nadal both tested positive there. Did they have strict protocols? Notice how media won't put any blame on this exhibition like they did for the Adria Tour. I wonder mm-hmm. why. Oh, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a some I think somebody is a slight Djokovic fan there, Pavy G. I, I reckon they could be. I reckon <laughs> they
0: could be, yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. But what do you what do you think of that? Do you think that they're they've had the right uh, protocols? Sound like Rafa said they're being tested quite religiously there, though. So.
0: I mean, it's country by country, and it's area by area. Um, uh, two people testing positive is not ideal. I'm not sure I would call it um, a super spreader when two people test negative um, several days apart. But yeah, I mean, th- this, uh, the thing is, when we when we talk about COVID cases being rampant, I guess it all depends on which country and in which region you're in and what the protocols are. I, I certainly, um, when they were coming onto the court, I don't recall seeing them wear a mask. But and I certainly don't recall seeing members of the crowd wearing a mask. Yeah, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Um, mm. In hindsight, I think there probably... were people
1: in the crowd, though. I think I did were see there? that. Okay. Yeah, but it wasn't everybody. So it's no. just a bit. If you either have one rule or no rules. I think yeah. it's just a bit strange when you've got like half other people do. I mean that it probably means that there were you did it wasn't required and some people just chose to. That's all. That I'm sure that the rules were at the event. So I don't think you normally get them saying you have to wear masks and people aren't wearing them at all right so, Right, yeah exactly uh, i don't know it's a bit of a strange one obviously we had dominic team he was uh, another he wasn't he was a sort of casualty but not due to covid he just ended up getting sick while he was there didn't he and uh mm. Ned didn't even play the tournament and has pretty much thrown into doubt uh his return to the tour now um we don't know if he's even going to be traveling or playing Australia uh, in Australia now. so that's... yeah I mean he
0: he still seems to have some of the after effects of his wrist in his mm. in his tweet or his statement that he put out yesterday, I think it was, he does even touch upon the wrist about improving or still having something. so that would that's the other thing. I mean if it's just a mere cold and he just thought, you know what I'm a bit under the weather, no point <laughs> playing an exhibition. See you in Australia. fine. But um that tweet cast into doubt so many things. I think Rafa's similar as well. Um Rafa's a bit older, so that that adds to that. But but with both players, we're just not sure. We've seen we've been watching tennis for 10, 20, 30 years, you know. And we've seen yeah. so many players and Del Potro and now Valvrinka as well would, would seem to be falling into this category. I like when and the Federal, of course, when the the comebacks get delayed and and then they get delayed and then they come back and then they break down. And when you start seeing this over a period of six to twelve to eighteen months, as we've seen with the players I just highlighted, you know you do fear. a, a, a I'm, I'm looking at the worst case scenario with, with with Dominic team here. I must say, but you yeah. do fear that with with wrist injuries, with back injuries, with knee injuries, yeah. um, that you know that it becomes a more serious concern i think federer and to a less extent nadal obviously they've got you know more of an age issue than than team does and maybe everything will be fine but yeah it's it's not great news
1: no definitely not i just thought it'd be good i just brought the tweet up so we could have a quick look for dominic team as well he's out of both the atp cup and sydney still hopes to be healthy in time for the australian open um And he was saying, after speaking to my team, we've decided to return to Austria instead of flying directly to Australia. Unfortunately, I caught a cold and tested negative for COVID while in Dubai and was unable to practice last week. I will therefore not be in a physical condition required to be able to play the ATP Cup in Sydney. After not competing for the last six months, I can't take the risk of coming back too soon and picking up a further injury. So he's obviously well aware that this, this, well, if this wrist isn't 100%, he's probably going to be back on the shelf again for another six months. And I, I, I'd I be so sad if we don't get to see a season with Dominic Team in again this year. It's, I think we missed it a bit last year. I think it was obviously Djokovic, he sort of had his way with the first half of the year. And I think if Dominic Team was maybe in the picture, there might have been a few more people testing. Djokovic a little bit more uh obviously Rafa gave him a good run at the French Open but you never know if Dominic team had been in there as well there might have been more firepower to go against Djokovic but Djokovic still might have cleaned up anyway we don't know uh and he seems to keep his body somehow in the best condition of everybody they could be 10 years younger than him and they're struggling with much worse injuries than uh what Novak's doing, but he must he's doing something right, isn't he?
0: Team situation, as long as he doesn't test positive in the next 24, 48 hours, obviously having been in um, Abu Dhabi, I'm sure he'll be testing like mad. Um, His situation seems to be a bit clearer from that statement, whereas with Rafa, we've got three questions, if you like, or three possibilities. With him, it seems to be two. He'll either go straight to Australia and just compete in the Australian Open, uh, yep. Or uh, or he won't. Um, and yes. there's a little bit of optimism there. He said, "I still hope to play the Australian Open, but will." But I, I I think there has to be. It still has to be the wrist. I mean, he says a yeah. further injury. It it seems to be the wrist. I mean, this this cold and stuff. You know that'll keep him off the court for a few days, perhaps. But it it, it shouldn't. I mean, he's basically pulled out of the two pre tournaments, if you like, on the basis of his wrist not being hundred percent.
1: It's super worrying uh, not to like go over too much, the same thing, but the wrist injury, I feel like his game is so dependent on a uh, very long, hard fought matches and that style, like massive whip and, and stuff on that ra- on the racket. Uh, I just, it worries me so much that he has to put so much into some of those victories when he gets them. And I don't I don't even want to say it like will we still have the stamina? Uh, will his wrist have enough stamina to allow him to play those type of matches anymore? We're already seeing it with some other players on the tour where, your body starts giving. I hope that that's not the case for him. I don't. How, really how old don't. is he?
0: 27, eight.
1: Twenty eight, I think. He's 28, I think. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I'm going to go with that. But apologies if I've got that wrong. And I,
0: I, do think he's one of the fittest guys on tour. I mean, they're all they're At all pretty fit, but but there are some that are sort of fit than others. Um, listen, I, 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 I yeah, let's put a sort of positive spin on this, if you like. Um, there were there were there's two possibilities. One, he'll play Australia. One, he won't. Um, even if he doesn't, and he's just saying, "Listen, I want to get my my wrist 100. percent I'll see you on the clay," uh, which it was a, an expression I remember from from uh, from uh, Roger Federer about two years ago. I'll see you on the grass, and that was just <laughs> yeah. just before COVID hit, really. And uh, yeah, that didn't happen for another right. sort of eighteen months.
1: Is he going to do a Roger and use the Australian Open as a warm-up tournament?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the gap between that and the clay court season. I maybe use the maybe use the Australian Open as a warm-up for um, for Mexico, Acapulco, or something. But um, yeah, so it's not great, but um, but we wish him all the best. And he says almost hundred percent. Uh, at least suggests a trajectory of positivity regarding the risk. Nadal's situation sort of seems to be day by day. Some days good, some days bad. He's he sort of highlighted the foot a couple of times in interviews before um, Abu Dhabi and even in his last press conference. It's kind of like some days good, some days not so good. And sometimes I, sometimes I have to play through pain. I was watching his movement quite closely, Nadal, in Abu Dhabi and Yes, same seemed to be pretty good most of the time like you see when it's some of the thumping moments when the when the foot has to really take a lot of stress um yes. there were a couple of times when I thought he wasn't chasing balls down maybe but maybe I'm just looking too much into it um but Exhibition
1: uh yeah. as well yeah uh, right yeah, yeah easing yourself back into it but pff, I still thought there was promising signs and that's the that's the key thing I think from that for for rafa is he managed to finish two matches it wasn't like the worst thing in that whole thing could have been was you see him limp off the court and pull, pull out of one of the matches or something that would have been the, the total, like the, the worst storyline that would have come from that exhibition. That wasn't the, the, the storyline. Obviously we've got the, the second worst thing. He's, uh, he's come and he's said he's tested a uh, positive and now he's having to just to self isolate for a bit. I think all in all, mate, uh, we should probably wrap it up. Uh, let's just give a quick summary of uh, what we've spoken about. Rafa on the Dow, we reckon that he's got three weeks to potentially get himself to Australia to potentially start playing, maybe a warm up tournament, maybe the Australian Open. I still think he's 75% out. I reckon there's a 25% chance that he'll play. What do you reckon on your side?
0: I think about the same, maybe. I'll be slightly more optimistic and go for a 30, (laughs) 35% chance of him being at the Australian Open and and competing.
1: Nice. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Anyway, I just want to say a quick thanks to everybody who did join us for this one. Sorry, I'm not very good at going to the live chat during uh during the thing. That's normally a JG feature. We've got Ellie in Vegas saying, Good morning, GTL fam. How are you doing? We've got a few of the other people in there. We've obviously got uh, Gene in. We've got Almino. We've also got uh, a few other people who are just joining us just for this one, which is 12 Travel uh, in there as well. Uh, So great to have all you guys in there. Eddie
0: Mayer has just quickly uh, posted a question, which is any thoughts on Australia postponing because of Omicron?
1: I don't think it's postponing, but I did see somebody wrote in the live chat, um, there's probably, was it Almino potentially? I think because he's in Australia himself at the moment. I think he was saying probably more likely you would just play behind closed doors. Yeah, see, there you go. There's Almino too late to call cool it off. But uh, I could definitely see my government banning spectators if it gets uh, really bad. Yeah. Which I think that that's probably a fair comment, to be honest. I'm not sure that they're going to call cool it off now because they've had all of this debacle with trying to get people in and saying oh come on you've got to be this you've got to be that to come in so now they've done all of that are they going to backtrack and just say right every no one's in now I don't know I don't think that they'll do that I reckon it's about 90% the chance it will go ahead
0: yeah I think it'll go ahead I mean as you say, they'll just do it behind closed doors actually I would like I don't know how um, many cases Australia is getting I mean some you know the last eighteen months. I know Western Australia has pretty much blocked it all off, and and still is not getting any cases. But um, but other parts of Australia, has, I know it's been a bit worse. And of course, their lockdowns have been a lot more severe. Um, yeah, I suspect it'll it'll go ahead one way or another, but um, it'll go ahead on time. I also don't think. I mean, there was this other times in the pandemic where delaying two, three, four weeks can give you that breathing space. We're talking about the beginning of the uh, the Omicron spread, if you like. So. Uh, two or three weeks is not going to make any difference um and the players are already very close to flying i would think even one or two might even be getting on planes in the next few days so so i think um they will go ahead with the tournament but as as almino highlights it'll either be with or without fans
1: so how long until we get the announcement of the French Opens moving to December? Or... <laughs> I don't think they're going to get away with that again. It would be
0: funny if the French Open thought had uh, anticipated Omicron and said, we're going to bring it forward by six months and we going to get it done before Omicron really hits.
1: That's it. We're having it, uh, an early one, uh, Christmas uh, French yeah, Open. Yeah, Christmas French Open. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're going to wrap that up. A quick uh, shout out to everyone. Say thanks for joining us for this one. Uh, If you haven't already, hit a like on this video. It really does help the channel out. Subscribe if you're new. And uh, we should announce as well, there is our first GTL vlog is now available uh, for Patreon members. So if you want to see myself, JG, we went to the ATP Champions Tour in London. Uh, It was a three-day, well, it was a four-day event. We went for the final three days uh, and it is just some behind the scenes of gtl there's a few of the patrons have already given it a rave review so if you want to sign up to our patreon uh you can see that vlog and have instant access to it now so it is a it is very funny uh, i don't know maybe i'm just uh i'm a bit too close to it but from the feedback we've had already i think everybody has really enjoyed it <laughs> and you get to see me and jg what we're like on a normal uh everyday basis which uh yeah quite interesting anyway cool. we'll ra- we'll wrap that up cheers to you john thanks for joining and uh, thanks, in re- in replacement for jg today and no uh, well, i'm sure we'll see you again soon no doubt anyway F- goodbye for now everyone see you on the next one